0: Welcome to BIB Today, the daily business podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe.
1: I'm Haley Wooden.
0: The Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, the most prominent such group in Western Canada for sure, has a new president and chief executive officer. She's Bridget Anderson, former journalist, former aide to the premier, most recently the leader of the Edelman Public Affairs firm's Vancouver office. She arrives as the board builds upon a reputation for advocacy and increased activity on behalf of the business community, and uh, she's the first woman to lead the organization since its inception in 1887. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, I'll start. Journalist, um, aide to premier, um, public affairs person. What's the toughest of those three?
2: All of them were no, interesting spo- in fluffed. their <laughs> way. You and said I, you no, said no, journalist was supposed to be true. the toughest. You're supposed to say mm. that. No. And it's actually not true because, oh. uh, you know, journalist was, uh, being a journalist was a passion for me. Huh. It, I was one of those lucky kids that I knew from a very early age that I wanted to be a journalist. So hmm. I was living my dream. I was really fortunate and uh, I was also fortunate to be in somewhat of the heyday of the industry too. Hmm. So that definitely wasn't the toughest. I would say they're all tough in their own ways. Um, working for government was, was tough. It was a grueling schedule. Yeah. Um, there's no question, but holy, did I ever learn. Like I was on a learning curve and that was a fantastic opportunity. And then going to Edelman, you know, there was a lot of learning on the management and leadership side. So they've all been challenging. I'm day seven now on this one, so well, you can't ask me what's <laughs> most challenging. About well, and this is now this the position. most challenging.
0: Yeah, it, right now, I'm sure it feels like the most challenging, but but uh, can you tell me what you think Prepared you for this?
2: Everything over the last 30 years has helped prepare me. They're all pieces of the puzzle, but particularly over the last couple of years. You know, I was a director uh, on mm-hmm. the Board of Trade and I was also a volunteer with the organization for many years. I was the chair of the Women's Le- Leadership Circle, now the Leadership Council. Council. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really understood the organization coming in. I also knew many of the members of the team, uh, who are fantastic. Um, but all of the work that I did, so all of, when I think about the clients, uh, at Edelman, many of them are members of the board of trade. And so I really worked closely with them, understanding the issues that they were grappling with trying to drive their business forward. And so that's some of the same conversations I'm having now at the board of trade. And communication, obviously, is a very important piece of the puzzle of what we do at the Board of Trade. So my foundational skills in journalism have really helped with that as well. Yeah. What really interested you about the opportunity to helm the GVBOT? I think all of that um, together, but the opportunity to work with business as we're grappling some really, really complex issues in society. So when I think about economy, I think about it maybe in a broader sense. Of course, I think about regional competitiveness, which I think is our most critical issue, and that's trade, taxation, investment. Talent, But I think also economy and the conversations where I really want to see us evolve is about how are we grappling with some of those social issues around affordability, how are we dealing with sustainability, how are we dealing with diversity and inclusion? And so those are issues that impact businesses and the business community. And so when I think about the ability and the opportunity to work with our 5,500 members to try and move these forward and to have some really in-depth comprehensive conversations with some leaders in this space uh, it, it was what really was the thing that I, I was hooked on
1: fair enough what do you think your biggest challenge
2: will be learning the complexity <laughs> of the organization as much as I am familiar with the organization and the the team, the Board of Trade does a lot of work, and it has 132-year history, so how can I, and it was a question I just asked somebody a few minutes ago, what can I do to accelerate my learning of all of the things that the Board of Trade has done and is doing right now, and to really fully understand um, you know, all that we're doing in policy, um, all of that we've done in events, and, and all of our members and their diverse needs. So to me, it's going to take time to get up to speed, certainly more than two weeks.
0: i <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked the woman this question before. Oh. What is it like to be the first woman to do this?
2: I'll be really honest, and this might surprise a lot of women, I didn't really think about that so much. I understand the significance of it, and I am incredibly humbled. But let's be clear, the Board of Trade has taken gender parity seriously for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it has been a the board has been gender equal for several years 2015 and it had all has always supported the role of women in the business community and i think about some of our business leaders uh, female business leaders they've they've had a role in in the community in the business community and at the board of trade for some time so i do understand the significance of it and i'm really honored by it But, and I'm really excited that so many of my friends, both women and men in the business community are excited by that, but it's not something that I thought, oh, I'm going to be the first female leader. I'm honored, but it wasn't foremost in my mind.
0: So right now, of course, you also have a, a female chair, uh, a, you know, a female ex-chair as well, right? Mm-hmm. Two consecutive uh, chairs in this. So, what is it about the board do you think that has opened itself to this? Uh, because, it, because not all boards of trade are quite in the same position.
2: No, and I would say that would have been directly attributed to the leadership of Ian Black, the former CEO, and the people on the board who were open to evolving the organization, uh, former chairs and the board directors themselves, realizing that the needs of the business community required more diversity. And so opening that conversation up. And with more diverse opinion, you're going to have better Decisions, And so when, when that conversation started, and it probably started with Sue Page and Janet Austin many years ago, that was around gender equality, equity and, and gender parity. But the conversation is evolving now around diversity and inclusion, which are different to think about the voices of the indigenous community, the voices of millennials, the voices of all kinds of different culture and generational, all of the things that make up diversity. And so we are evolving to that point. As a, as a community, as a society, and I, I think that this is where the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade has some opportunity to evolve in that way as well.
1: The Board of Trade, of course, has its existing pillars, and you're coming in at a time where there have been decades and decades of good work done by the Board of Trade. Have you had a chance yet to identify what your priorities are going to be?
2: My priorities uh, are pretty, I would say, are consistent with the strategic uh, uh, direction of the organization and so it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Regional competitiveness is a really, really important topic for me. Um, And also my other two priorities are really around uh, increasing advocacy and deepening engagement. And so when I think about regional competitiveness, as I mentioned, you know, that's taxation and trade and investment. Um, we need to get beyond thinking that we are silos and maybe one of the best examples I have, and it's one that I put to mayor Stewart. So I don't mind saying it here is when we think about ride sharing, the city of Vancouver put in a hundred dollar permit. We have 21 municipalities in greater Vancouver. If they all did that, Mm -hmm. then a driver registering would be having 21, $100 permits. So, and I, I put that to, to the mayor and he, he addressed that, um, But I think it's such a great example of how we have to think beyond um, where we are as a city and think as a region and think about how we're going to be regionally competitive and then globally competitive. There is so much divisiveness within Canada, uh, within uh, like globally, how can we find those common areas where we can unite and really drive forward economic growth and societal um, agendas as well?
1: the federal election, we're on the other side of it now. Of course, we had the cabinet appointments come out on Wednesday of this week. Is there an opportunity now, given we have a minority government, given the way there there was some sentiment around Western alienation, some of the concerns that were top concerns for businesses here, does that put the Board of Trade in any kind of unique position
2: to really perhaps pick up a mantle or seize on some kind of an opportunity as a result? Absolutely. And this comes from research that I have been uh, been reviewing for some time about the need for business to take the lead because government is not or cannot impose the kind of change they used to. And that's not to say that government isn't trying, but really the expectations are falling more on business to take the lead. So. At the greater vancouver board of trade as the voice of business for greater vancouver that is our role is to be able to drive that advocacy piece and i think that's especially true we have a minority government in ottawa and we also have a minority government in victoria where that balance of power is a very uh, delicate one so business can take up the mantle on some of those really important issues and drive that change and on the federal government, delighted to see that we have four MPs from B.C. at the cabinet table, so the voice of British Columbia will be, will be heard. And, and I think that was a really important signal.
0: What's your reading right now on the economy? What would you, what would you say we are in at the moment? A lot of the indices look pretty wonderful. Low unemployment, mm-hmm. low interest rates—you uh, know there there are, there are so many signs that you could say appear positive, and yet there seems to be this worry about headwinds that are coming. What, what do you? Th- what's your read on the economy?
2: I think it's fair and accurate to say that there are headwinds. We are seeing some of the slowest economic growth since uh, the recession in two thousand and eight. Um, A lot of our members are are talking quite cautiously about what they're seeing in their forecasts. Having said that, I mean, BC is positioned itself quite well. We've got some large projects underway, um, LNG. We've got some big infrastructure projects as well, whether it's uh, the Broadway Corridor, Skytrain, whether it's Hospital, the Petula Bridge. There's a number of big projects that we have, which will be very good for our economy. Having said that, you know, I I do think that there is a, a a significant potential of a downturn, and so what are what are we all doing in the business community to prepare for that? I mean, it's a very different mindset, and for some of the younger people in leadership roles, they haven't been through this before. This was more than ten years ago, so this is I think we're in for some challenging times, and we need to prepare for that. And, and what I think is most important in these challenging times is both collaboration, which goes back to my comment about regional competitiveness and our need to pull together, and also diversification. So what are we doing as a region to ensure that we are diversifying, you know, whether it comes to trade or investment?
0: In a typical case, uh, the business community would be pushing governments back about taxation. They'd be pushing them back about things like high deficits, saying that, you know, you don't have much room, much wiggle room to invest if times become difficult. Do you already have a bit of a vision for where you think the board needs to position itself in the time ahead about what kinds of arguments it will make about the economy?
2: And some of that is pretty early on for me, because I'm only... In my second week, and it's important that seventh I, day. I, I understand seventh <laughs> day, yeah. I, and I really do want to listen to what the priorities are of our members. But I have some of that information already, um, because we have been canvassing our members about what they think. And you know, I think it's really clear that the layer of taxation for our businesses is becoming extremely problematic for them to grow their businesses, and whether that's around mm-hmm. property taxes uh, or other kinds of taxes, it, it is very difficult. So. It is time for government to look at that and see where the burden of taxation is. I mean, I can speak, I wasn't at the Board of Trade, but when it did that great work with the city of Vancouver around um, property taxes and and transferring some of that over to residences instead of businesses. And when it
0: advocated a couple of years ago about some of the changes that Mm -hmm. Bill Morneau is proposing around small businesses, it seemed to change the channel.
2: Well, and I think there needs to be an understanding of Vancouver and Greater Vancouver, how many small businesses make up the fabric of Greater Vancouver. And so what are we doing to support those small businesses and to help them? Taxation is is one of their primary concerns about their ability to stay in business or grow their business. Hmm. On the affordability piece, also an area where the Board of Trade is in a lot of
1: work. Do you feel the needles moved
2: much from the perspective of businesses and, and why? Affordability is an incredibly complex issue because it does involve all three layers of government and I I don't think enough is being done. I don't think anybody would say enough is being done when all we need to do is to talk to uh, whether you're talking to a millennial about their ability to buy a house in, in Vancouver or anywhere in the greater Vancouver region or we look at businesses and talk to them about their ability to attract and retain talent. Anecdotally, over and over again, how many businesses I hear that they have lost really good people because they can't afford to live in Vancouver, or they can't attract talent to Vancouver, because of the ability to live in Vancouver. That affordability issue. So it's it's an incredibly challenging and complex question. But when I that's when I was talking about broadening the definition of economy, that affordability is part of that conversation, and it really is part of the the fundamental part of our economy that we need to think about what we're doing to to attract and retain talent and on the affordability issue and what are all three levels of government doing to address that
1: what do you think our regional narrative is at this point in time when it comes to say regional competitiveness
2: I think this is a huge area of opportunity. What is Vancouver, Greater Vancouver, and and British Columbia? You know, obviously, with our forest industry um, in some crisis. You know, our history around resources has changed. We have a burgeoning tech sector. We have a strong LNG sector. Um, we've got strong tourism and, and and trade as well. So, who do we want to be as a region, and how can we unify and pull people together? I'm not sure that we have actually developed that narrative to the strength that it could be. I also think there's a way to further leverage the, the Canada brand. And and while we are well-known on the global stage, I think there's more that we can do. We are an incredibly stable country. And in times of this populism and divisiveness, we can do a lot more to leverage that.
0: Um, your predecessor, of course, was credited, I think, with m- moving the Board of Trade really into a, a much more modern range of activities, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think he earned a, a great deal of accolade for that. Stylistically, I, my assessment of the two of you would be that there is some difference there mm-hmm. in how you, how you operate. Have you, again, identified in the early going what the public-facing Bridget Anderson's going to be on behalf of the Board of Trade?
2: It'll be pretty authentic to who I am. Um, With all apologies to Ian Black, I won't be wearing a kilt. Uh, (laughs) Kidding aside. um, For me, it's about evolving the organization as society is evolving. And so it is about thinking about sustainability. How are we addressing that? I don't think anybody knew where we would be on this conversation five years ago or even two years ago and and maybe that's to the the credit of all of those young kids that blocked up our streets over the last several months it is an issue that is emerging to be an imminent issue so how are we going to tackle that and when I think about um, the workplace itself is changing so much automation the disruption how are we tackling that And then diversity and inclusion is something that's really close to my heart as well. How are we ensuring that the right voices are around the table? And the right voices mean all the voices. So for me, you know, I'll be leveraging the success that that the the Board of Trade has had for many years and and the leveraging the success that was built by my predecessor. And so in many ways, um, it's evolving it to reflect where society is going, but there will be differences. Uh, we are different people, different leadership style. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what that is and being able to to dive more deeply into that in the coming months. Yeah,
0: it's, it strikes me, and I wouldn't it would be a, you know the obvious that of course you have a communications background, you've spent your 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 full career around in and around communication. Might that mean that you're going to be a little more public? As a as a leader providing a little bit more um, information to the community through talks speeches involvement those types of things where you th- that will be part of your brand in that's
2: well if you asked my mother she'd probably say I'd never shy from a microphone or never <laughs> hesitate to speak out so uh, yeah I, I I do think that because of my communication background that um, I will be taking uh, maybe a more pro uh, profile higher profile for the for the board of trade and part of that though is really um linked back to evolving the organization and to be able to to reflect what our members are saying and and goes back to the notion of how businesses have to take the lead and really becoming that voice uh that represents all of our members and and so I I will be looking for opportunities to do that to represent what our members are saying are their most critical challenges and being able to to work on their behalf to to help their businesses so they can thrive.
1: Any sense yet of how much time you'll spend working in the community here versus in
2: Ottawa versus Victoria versus other boards of trade? I haven't got a handle on what that (laughs) is going to look like at this time Um, I was given some advice uh, from uh, a number of people and they said, you know, managing your calendar is going to be a big challenge and I, I'm used to that, you know, given the background in communications and in government and working uh, for a public relations agency, managing calendar is is something that has always been a challenge and I will be where I, I'm most needed to be by our members and so whether that is uh, working with the government in Victoria or working with municipal governments across our region or in Ottawa, i um, I'll do what needs to be done for our members. So probably spend a lot of time in many places.
0: Yeah. One other area about that, uh, spending time in other places, Uh, there's no question that around uh, Greater Vancouver, we have a lot of business organizations. And, and, you know, they're not exactly at cross purposes with the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, but they, they have their own spheres. And sometimes... In terms of competition for attention and, and involvement, they can do that. Do you do you have any kind of an early game plan about how you work with the chambers and you know the Surrey Board of Trade and mm-hmm. other places that are that are out there, somewhat doing the same thing for the community that geographically you actually do occupy.
2: Well, and this is really all about collaboration and thinking about us as a region and there's lots of opportunity lots of examples where we have all come together and the board of trade is part of the chamber family and so I think there will be lots of opportunity to work together but you know if I think even uh, broader than that you know there are all kinds of associations that are industry specific but they come together when when they can and there are more and more of these organizations that are taking a higher level approach and recognizing there's more things that tie us together than separate us. And what could we do to address some of these complex challenges? I mean, when we're talking about affordability, for example, it's not going to be one association or one organization or one minister at one level or government that can solve this. It's going to take a lot of diverse opinion and a lot of collaboration to solve these problems and so you know that would be my biggest priority is how do we do that how do we get the smartest people around the table to solve these problems
1: it's an important question i'm curious too of course there's a diverse membership at the board of trade but there might be some sectors that maybe aren't as well represented as others
2: is there a strategy in place for engaging those kinds of businesses Well, I mentioned one of my priorities is really to deepen engagement. So that is uh, engagement in existing areas and new areas. And I think there are areas of opportunity around tech um, where it is growing very quickly in Vancouver. And we have an opportunity to work more closely with those in the tech sector. I would also say the same about tourism, which is an important part of our economy here in Vancouver and the creative, creative services, if you call that, or the creative industry. When we're thinking about the film industry, the music industry, um, all of those are really important pillars of our community. So there's opportunity there to reach out to them and to understand their needs better and to work closely with them.
0: So don't take this question the wrong way, please. Oh, this um, is going to be a good one. <laughs> well, no, I I think there was something like 170 applicants for this job. Right? It was. Well, you just, know
2: more than I do, then.
0: Yeah, and uh, sorry, I just betrayed board business. Um, why do you think they chose you?
2: My passion for the position and all the way through the process uh, and it was a rigorous process they I think could not ignore my passion for this job and I'll, I'll tell a story that it was about two and two and a half years ago I was sitting around with some close girlfriends of mine and we were talking about what we might want to do next in our careers and and uh Ian Black was still the CEO and he knows the story, so it's okay. I said, you know, the one, one job in Vancouver that I think I'd really like that would be my dream job would be to the CEO of the Board of uh, Trade when Ian Black moves on, of course. And so I-, I said that two and a half years ago, and I completely forgot about it until a girlfriend mentioned to me after Ian stepped aside and he has moved on to something else and said, do you remember saying that? And I, I do remember now But that passion came through through the whole process is this is something I feel so strongly about about business taking the lead about evolving the business community to think broadly about some of these really challenging issues and, and to have the opportunity and the honor to lead that it really is it's a dream come true. What do you think the skills are?
1: The skills that are required to be successful in a position that is internal but it's also
2: outward facing and it's policy focused and it's educational focused and all of the above. I think aside from my my background of skills in communication and policy and 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 also um, understanding that advocacy piece and working with that I I would say you know the ability to listen is going to be really important 5,500 members and you have to be able to hear them and also with other important stakeholders like government and like industry voices collaboration will be key and and also um, being really clear on, on what it is that you're that we're trying to do as an organization and not not being distracted by noise. And Mm. so I think those are some key things that I have in my mind in the early days.
0: Well, Bridget Anderson, President, CEO, Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Thanks a lot for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you again, right?
2: Very soon. Thank Uh, you.
0: I'm (laughs) Kurt LaPointe. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks a lot for listening to BIV Today.